Welcome to Up the Union podcast. My name is Dan Hames and I'm joined again today by Peter Mead. Peter's the author of a book called Please to Dwell, which is out now with Christian Focus. And it's a book all about the incarnation of Jesus. Peter, my question today is, why is that subject so important? Why is it vital for us and for our salvation that Jesus became one of us, became a man? Thanks, Dan. That's a great question. Um, I, I suppose if so, it depends how we view salvation. If if our view of salvation is really, um, can I say it, almost a bit thin, uh, a bit uh, narrow, then we tend to think of salvation uh, as being about God exercising some kind of legal loophole uh, that uh, therefore allows us to be let in, if you like, into into His heaven when we die, and and so. If if we have a, a really kind of simplistic uh, view of salvation that that is essentially legal and nothing else, then I suppose you could argue that the uh, incarnation, that the truth of Jesus becoming man, I suppose it, it could be argued that that only has really a passing significance. Now, the moment you say that, you realize no, no, it really is important. But actually, in the way that we present the gospel, sometimes the incarnation almost can be skipped. But when we stop to really think about the big picture, the whole picture of what it is that, that God's uh, working out and doing through salvation history, we realize that the incarnation is absolutely essential. So if, if God's great plan from the very beginning is to call a bride out of this world for his son and to bring us into union with Christ, then that raises the whole issue of his union with us. And so the incarnation, if you like, is about uh, the Son of God becoming one of us so that we can become one with him uh, as the the bride being called and so on. I think that sometimes we can feel a little bit tempted to think that the focus is on us. We're the sinners, we're the ones that need rescuing, we're the ones that become part of the bride. But really the focus is completely on him. We don't work or earn or achieve anything in reference to the atonement, the the work of Christ dying on the cross for us. And in the same way, we don't work or earn anything in reference to the incarnation either. He had to make the whole move, if you like, in, in terms of our salvation. He had to make the Christmas move and he had to make uh, the Easter move. And so the, the connection between those two, I suppose we say it every Christmas, don't we? The reason for the season is Easter. The reason for the season is Jesus. He came to the manger to go to the cross, which is which is true. But I think that can be just kind of a saying rather than a, a reality that's gripping us. So uh, I think about it this way. Because the Son of God became human, he became one of us. He, in a sense, what he does there is he crosses the divide that's uncrossable. So there's this huge uh, debate, and I don't get into this in, in the book, but there is this huge debate down through history uh, about how can a perfect and a holy God really be in any way connected or united to uh, a fallen and a flawed creation and humanity. And, and so this whole idea that there's got to be some buffer between God and human, there's got to be some thing that kind of links the two. But actually the incarnation just pushes that all aside and says, no, God became human uh, in the person of Jesus, God's son, becoming a human taking on flesh, not just flesh, but the whole of uh, humanity being fully human, perfectly human, that means that he therefore is already one with us. 
And then what he does in terms of providing the sacrifice, going to the cross and so on, makes it possible for us as sinners to have that penalty paid and for us to be brought into union with him. So it's not just a case of giving us, if you like, a ticket to heaven. It's more than that. Because he became man, uh, that has opened up a whole new uh, possibility of us being united to him. So he's united uh, the divine and the human natures in one person, and that opens the door, if you like, for the theologically almost unthinkable, a marital union between humans, fallen humans, and God, all by the Spirit in the person of Christ. And so the incarnation suddenly becomes absolutely vital. It isn't just a, a kind of a stepping stone on the way to the cross. It isn't just a, a once-a-year doctrine suddenly you realize actually Jesus becoming, or God the Son becoming human, that changes everything. That makes the whole salvation uh, covenantal program and plan of God possible. So I, I think uh, until we really push into that, we, like I said at the start, if we really think of salvation purely in legal terms, incarnation is, is minimally important. But once we think of it in the whole uh, big picture of God and humanity being united in the Son by the Spirit in a marital union, suddenly the fact that he was first united to humanity in nature, in, in his own person, becomes absolutely critical. Yeah. Thank you, Peter, so much. Peter is with us every day this week. Tomorrow I'm going to ask him, what does the incarnation mean for me every day? That's a question you'll no doubt want to hear the answer to. You can hear it tomorrow on Up the Union podcast.